We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking wide receiver prospects on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is... Oh, no, I'm taking it tonight, taking it to, taking I wasn't it. sure. We didn't actually discuss that, so... No, no, we did. We totally discussed it in the Slack, man. I said, I'm driving tonight. Right, That's okay. Right, right. I, I, can, I can tell it already makes you feel uncomfortable. Yes, it does. Um, so, so welcome everybody into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Curtis Patrick. I'm joined by Dave Cabin. Uh, we are two of the owners here at Rotoviz, and we are box score scouting the 2022 wide receiver class tonight. This is going to be great. I uh, kind of happened upon this idea as I was doing some other research uh, in the last 24 hours or so. Uh, before we dive in and, and hit our FFPC stat attack and, and cut up these receivers, um, Dave, you know, how are you coming to the pod today? How was your day? Oh, I, I had a pretty good day. Thank you. Uh, you know, doing all right. I, I can see, though, that you are just full of glee to be driving things tonight. I mean, this guy is a yeah. natural host. One can tell he feels at home driving things oh, yeah. he's got his bourbon about to yeah. go into a glass so you know i'm doing good you're doing good it's actually blurred out uh in uh your your, We're your camera there it. so we can't see what it is we're gonna find it there it is there it is it's this is kings i've never heard of this this was gifted to me uh at christmas i'm a little scared to try it dave mm. uh, but i pulled it because a we're a couple kings and then b these it, it's like the three kings that we're talking about and with these elite uh, power five wide receivers tonight, but this is a single barrel select whiskey. It's a 14 year bourbon and it's 143 proof. It's, it's uh, so do you, you want to hold, do you want to maybe, uh, why, don't, why don't you get into, uh, why don't you give me a quick drop while I take a, a sip of this and then, and then we'll hit our FFPC stat attack. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's that's some diesel. One could say uh, that he diesel. grimaced uh, at that that swallow there. It, it, it actually was. It was actually. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Yes. Um, <laughs> let, <laughs> let's let's move on to the FFPC stat attack. Obviously, brought to you by our partners and friends over at the FFPC, myffpc.com. It, they are the home of high stakes fantasy football and our official partner 
in all things high stakes dynasty fantasy football, home of the Rotoviz TriFlex Dynasty League uh, platform. And, you know, Dave, I was really taking a closer look at Drake London, and that's how I got the idea for this episode. And, um, you know, I was just looking at how impressive his his college statistics were. And uh, so the FFPC stat attack tonight is Drake London, who's still just age 20. He averaged 97 yards per game over a three-year career at USC. He had 15 touchdowns in 22 games. Uh, this guy's an a round one NFL draft lock. We're going to talk about what the road of his box score scout has to say about Drake London in a bit. But the way I want to cut this up is talk about our tier one power five wide receivers, get to know them a little bit, talk to them, uh, to the, about them, to the listeners. We've got Traylon Burks, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson. We want to focus on in this episode. Uh, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. And then we've got a mystery group of five receiver that we want to talk about at the end of the episode. The way this is going to work, Dave, uh, I'm going to pull the receiver. I'm going to give you some of the important peripherals on the receiver, share some of the stats uh, from our Rotoviz uh, prospect databases, talk to you a little bit about where the mock drafts have these players going. Then I want you to chime in with the API. Travis May uh, and Blair Andrews created this great metric that we're getting to know more about. And I think this is year three of us using it called Adjusted, Produ- Adjusted Production Index. And it gives percentile production uh, scores to all prospects. We're going to review that score just briefly and then go over our Rotoviz consensus rank on the player. Then we're going to unveil the Sims from the box score scout. And then we'll just see what we have to say about the players. So does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Well, let's start with the monster, the monster Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, if, you, if you're not, if you didn't follow college football and you, this is your first exposure to the class, this is the closest thing to Megatron um, that, that we've seen in a bit. Um, not necessarily uh, his entire profile, but just physically, this guy is imposing, man. He's 6'3", two and a quarter. He's probably going to challenge 4'5", or sub 4'5", in the 40. Uh, dominated SEC competition. Um, had a role as a freshman at Arkansas. Uh, caught 29 balls for 475 yards, but really uh, that b- breakout occurred in 2020. He had 51 receptions for 820 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, That's a a 42% dominator rating uh, as a sophomore. And then, you know, he just continued his dominance, actually uh, improved upon it slightly and played more games, obviously. So the counting stats racked up 67 catches, 1,123 yards receiving in 2021, Dave, with 11 touchdowns and repeated his 40 plus percent dominator rating with a 46 as a junior. So he's got a very impressive profile. He's imposing physically. Uh, he's not just a big, uh, you know, a, a big contested catch guy. Like he can run, he can run you over. He can run around you. He can accelerate very, very excited, uh, exciting prospect, uh, even to the film analyst. This isn't just a, a box score scouting exercise here. So Dave, you know, we've got Traylon basically as a consensus, you know, number one receiver in the guide. No, yeah, well, I mean, he's a player that's easy to be excited about for a number of the reasons that you said. I think when you get to see one of these big imposing wide receivers show up, that's always exciting. But as you kind of alluded to, there's a little bit of a difference this year than with some of these other players where perhaps you looked at the size and how that would translate and you weren't certain if it was going to be entirely well-rounded. 
right? Traylon Burks, a lot to be excited about. As you said, we are very, very high on him. Uh, and then the adjusted production index, right? His percentile in it is 94.2. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> which is, you know, just super <laughs> impressive and probably helps to signal, as we've talked about with the way, you know, and some of the things we're learning about API, he should have a pretty darn good draft stock, um, you know, come draft time. So we are very excited about Traylon Burks. Um, if you want to have some fun, go look at some highlights too, because I'm pretty sure that you're going to find some too. They're just going to get you salivating at the prospect of potentially adding him onto your dynasty rosters. Oh, if you're a highlight scout, Traylon Burks is, uh, he's basically <laughs> prospect porn. Okay. Um, so, so let's transition. Let's talk about, you know, what the NFL uh, community is thinking about Traylon Burks. Cause, cause that's important. You know, uh, we, we want to do all of the production and athletic uh, measurable based scouting that we can do um, because we have a lot of research that tells us um, which one of these guys, you know, which prospects should hit based off of those profiles or are most likely to hit or in some cases, least likely to not be a hit. Um, but the NFL draft position is obviously so important um, to pretty much any model. You'll find it Rotoviz or, or anywhere else. And I'm actually uh, pulled up NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. This is a pretty cool site uh, for any of you that want to do any of your own uh, research. They actually uh, kind of collect all of the uh, big industry mock drafts from uh, popular uh, draft analysis websites and and kind of track ADP, just like we would from fantasy rookie drafts. And right now, Traylon Burks is trending uh, as the 18th pick in the first round. So what's really cool, uh, where we can transition that to, is our Rotoviz box score scout. The Rotoviz box score scout takes the production metrics that we were just talking about, some of the raw measurables, uh, and, uh, and projected draft position, and then gives you a list of sims for the player. And it is uh, interesting that Traylon Burks's Sims are, are a little underwhelming, Dave. They're a little underwhelming for a player that we're talking about, you know, consensus first round pick has two seasons of 40 uh, plus percent uh, dominator rating is API in the 90th percentile, uh, just absolute beast. But I don't think you're going to like these Sims, man. He's a 95% yeah. match to Kenny Britt. 82% yep. match to Jonathan Baldwin, 76% match to Nikhil Harry. So th those are the top three. Those are the top three. I don't think this is going to get like ooze and oz from the crowd. I, I see we've got some live stream uh, audience uh, following along here. This is, this is a little gross. Um, this is not what I expected to see for Traylon. What are your thoughts? Okay. So I actually have a couple of thoughts here. I think that it's important to recognize sometimes what the tool is actually doing. And what I take away from this is that it's telling us he has a pretty good all-around profile. It just so happens that the top five or so players that he matches with went on to not have the type of careers that we would have liked. You know, Kenny Britt always felt like he was one game, one season, one team movement away, never really happened. And yeah. Keel Harry, a lot of people arguably had him as their number one in that class versus AJ Brown. Guilty. Right? <laughs> Guilty. Jonathan I was Baldwin. one of those guys. I was one of those guys. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the other players that you listed, I, I know you're pulling up now. I don't remember everybody that you said there, but my key takeaway was that those players uh, have pretty strong profiles. And 
Another thing that we have to think about here is, as you said, very, very precocious player, which I think that counts for something. Um, so though these guys didn't hit that much, I actually think that's a pretty good reflection on what he was able to achieve in his three-year career at Arkansas. Uh, so, you know, when we get to layer in things like yeah. where other players that might pop in some of the Sims from athletic measurables, um, when I get to run some of these guys through, or, you know, the new class through regression trees and whatnot, we'll have other points where you're hitting with other players that can seem very appealing because I can think of a handful of other players that you very easily could have pull up in that production profile that we would have felt a lot better about. So, well, let's go a little um, deeper to your point, Dave, let's okay. go, let's go a little deeper. So the top three, we didn't like it's Britt Baldwin and Harry. But then, then you start to see some signs of life. Um, and these are still pretty decent matches, over 50% matches, actually, in the mid-60s. So his number four match is DJ Moore, 69th percentile. Jordy yep. Nelson at 65th. And then Hakeem Nix at 63. Now, Nix's career got derailed uh, by injury. But all three of those players were, you know, they they were massive hits. Um, yep. it's, so, you know, you would like to see those three guys at the top. Uh, and, and not have to scroll down a little bit, but you know, it's, it's not all, you know, rain clouds for Traylon Burks's Sims. And then there's other tools too, is the last part I would really want to add here. You know, Traylon, yep. Traylon Burks is going to be an absolute like freak score, uh, mega star, right? Once we run him through yep. that, once we have the official 40 times. So there are other things that we can do. We want to use all of these different models together to limit our chances to whiff. Um, it's very easy to see why Traylon Burks is many people's, you know, many analysts, uh, wide receiver one in this class. He is our wide receiver one at this at this time um, and part part of a multiplayer tier one uh, have you. And we're going to review those other players now. Uh, but yeah, Tra- Traylon, it's it's you know, it's a mixed bag of Sims. We've got two other players at better Sims. Um, so let's transition there. We're going to go to Drake. Can I, can I just say one thing though? Sure. sure. Um, when you're getting like the percentages and you're looking at these and kind of ranking out the players, I also think that, uh, we need to remember that though, like there is a science behind this, um, just because you see one player coming in at a 94 and another coming in at a 65, that doesn't mean that he is so much more like the top player versus mm. the other player. Um, that you should throw away all of the other results. Final thing, just on interpreting those results. Yeah, I think that's important. Uh, that's good clarification, Dave. That's why it's a two-man show. <laughs> that's why it's a yes. two-man show. Um, I want to transition to, to to Drake London. Drake was the subject of our FFPC stat attack at the top of the show. And and Drake, man, this is this is a different guy. So he's 6'5", 210. Um, not going to have the speed... Uh, or, or really probably any of the athletic measurables other than maybe, you know, maybe finishing well in the vert as compared to Traylon, he's going to run a four, six plus in the 40. If he even runs the 40, I'm going to guess he doesn't even run it. So let's think of like a Keenan Allen esque speed profile here. Okay. Um, but he's a baby, (laughs) man. Drake London is still in diapers. He's 20 years old. He doesn't even turn 21 Dave until July 24th. So he's going to play his entire rookie season at age 21. We love players with those profiles uh, here at Rotoviz love them. So, you know, he's got the early, uh, you know, early breakout, even though it was as a junior, because he's just so darn young. Let's talk about his journey at USC uh, major role as a freshman, uh, 39 receptions, 567 receiving yards, five touchdowns, um, you know, just miss actually that 20% dominator rating as a freshman. And, you know, we we've transitioned to using 30 plus, 
Um, but you know, 20 is still very valid. Um, if you don't want to, you know, exclude people and players in your sample, uh, he just missed that, that original 20 that we used to use and other sites still use. Then you go to a sophomore year, only played six games, uh, in 2020, obviously it was a weird season, uh, 33 receptions, 502 receiving yards, three touchdowns did break, uh, 20% with a 22% dominator. And then, you know, this past season only played eight games, but was just truly sensational. I mean, he was probably, he was probably on pace for 1600, 1700 yards this year, Dave, just absolutely tearing it up. 88 receptions, 1,084 receiving yards, seven touchdowns in just eight games, massive 42% dominator rating in that USC offense. Um, so just really exciting, uh, statistical profile here. Um, what do we have about him in the guide before we talk about his projected draft position? Yeah. So Drake London, API percentile 77.9. That is pretty strong ranks up there, you know, in the top four that we have in the class this year. Then if we pivot to the actual rankings in the guide, London was a player that just kept creeping up as we were talking about him, right? Blair started getting jazzed up. Travis gave us the rundown and on him. We started talking about the age. Next thing we knew, Drake was just climbing up, got his way into our top three as our second most highly uh, ranked wide receiver. Before you start talking about where he's going to go in the draft, one other thing that I want to note here is the profile I can't say with any certainty, but I am pretty sure that when I run this through the regression trees, which have been very helpful things in the past for looking at where a player might go in the draft and also how they might do, that looks like a profile that should really, really smash. So I'm super excited about Drake London. Just feels like the more we start talking about him, the more the enthusiasm grows. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I've got Traylon pulled up. There's there's Drake. So uh, Drake's, you know, projected draft position again at the NFL mock draft database uh, here, pulling from all of the industry mocks that have been going on. 
projected draft position of 19 overall. Um, what's really cool if you actually scroll down uh, in their tools, you can actually see where different analysts have the player going. Um, and so he looks like a, a frequent uh, landing spot with one of those mid uh, to late teens picks by the Eagles. Um, you know, and then we also see if he slides green Bay or Las Vegas being an option. And then, uh, Harris Oates, you know, has him all the way up in his top 10. So you just never know with a player like this and how much analytics plays into an NFL front offices, um, you know, evaluation, uh, of a player, but any, anyone that factors age in is going to love Drake London. You got more time to develop him, you know, more contracts that he could potentially have, you know, during his career, but his Sims, Dave, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't know that I've ever seen a top four sim from our tool that I liked more than I like Drake London. Wow. It's crazy, man. Okay. So again, six foot five, 210 pounds. Um, we're assuming a four, six forty here. The top four matches, Deandre Hopkins, CD lamb, Brandon, Ayuk, and Michael Thomas. Oh, my goodness. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. sir. Yeah, that is nuts. And and what's cool too wow. is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was a similarly young player. I mean, he was one of the youngest um, you know, high draft picks yep. in NFL history. Um, and so that that's what's really exciting because Hopkins isn't, I mean, he's athletic on the field and that he can make plays, but you know, there's there are some athletic similarities here. Like DeAndre Hopkins is not, you know, the the burn up the grass, jump out of the screen type player. He, he, you know, he knows how to position himself for the ball. Um, but he's not somebody that was just a combine wrecker. And that's certainly not what Drake London is going to be either. And so I, I find that that Sim in particular, really exciting. Um, you know, London was already my wide receiver too. This exercise definitely validates that um, because, you know, he did have, you know, a similar peak, uh, dominator uh, to Traylon did it at a younger age. And the, and these Sims are just, you know, fantastic. Now, if you go down toward the bottom of his top 10, you know, it looks a little bit more like the top of Traylon Burke's top 10. Uh, so we get into Ruben Randall, LaVisca Chenault, Laquan, uh, Laquan Treadwell, Kendall Wright, Nikhil Harry, Jonathan Baldwin. So, you know, it's just that those, those top Sims, those closest Sims, you know, maybe uh, a little bit tighter there with Drake. So anything else to add before we get on to the next guy? other uh other than just how ridiculous mm. that is i mean when brandon Ayuk is looking like your your floor oh. based on those top four it's hard not to get super excited oh my god right so some heavy heavy hitters in that group <laughs> gotta love it yeah uh this kings is a heavy hitter i just i forgot <laughs> I, I was yes. grabbing the bourbon like it was what i normally pour oh my goodness and i forgot yep. that it was this 143 proof monster uh that's going to, wow. that's going to take a second. So, um, one more elite, uh, power five guy that I want to get to tonight player. I got to watch every snap of because he played right here in Columbus, Ohio, hometown favorite, um, elite high school recruit, freshman producer, none other than Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's a different animal than Traylon Burks and, and Drake London. You know, those guys are, uh, you know, imposing figures, um, you know, are going to win, you know, there's one-on-one matchups just with their physicality. Garrett Wilson is, is more of your classic, you know, last three to five years type, uh, alpha receiver. You know, he's, he's just at six foot, might not even quite measure six foot at the combine, uh, 192 to 195 pounds. He'll probably run a sub four or five you know, mid four fours, low four fours, uh, probably is max out. 
Um, he will be an age uh, 22 rookie. He turns uh, 22 this July. Draft age of 21, you know, final college year of uh, played at age 21. Uh, when I look at our Rotoviz uh, statistical database here, played 13 games as a rookie, appeared in all 13, uh, 30 receptions, 432 receiving yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, then we start to see that progression in year two. So in the, in the crazy, you know, coronavirus affected uh, 2020 season, Ohio State played just eight games. He did uh, catch 43 passes for 723 yards, six touchdowns, and a 31% dominator. And then, you know, 2021 is really interesting because, you know, and we'll talk about one of the other players, you know, later in Chris Olave. Uh, but then he also had the, you know, the breakout of Jackson Smith and Najiba. Um, and so it's, you know, the Buckeyes offense, you know, those receivers, it's almost like, you know, it, not almost, it's exactly the same as what we have to uh, think about the Alabama uh, offensive skill players yep. in that context that these players kind of hold each other down. Like you can only be so good um, when you're playing with all other, you know, high end four star and five star, you know, players, it's really hard to hold like, you know, Garrett Wilson capping out at a 31% dominator rating. It's hard to look at that negatively as compared to London or Burks being in the forties, given, you know, the other players on their team. And so there are some other sites that attempt to adjust for this. I kind of just like to do it situationally uh, and, and commonsensically. Um, I know there are some sites trying to assign some sort of metric to that. And, um, you know, and so you can find that information. I'm sure if you follow Rotoviz, you know, you know where those sites are, but um, Dave, let's run down Wilson and the guy. And I think actually you were, as, as we get into that, I mean, I think you had Wilson above London. I think you, he's like your flag plant guy, right? Yeah, I was, I was a huge fan of Wilson. Um, and, and there's a number of reasons for that. Now I can't guarantee that I don't end up with London jumping sure. over him, but I do think that when you really dig into the profile, you add the context like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to really like him. Now, from an API perspective, uh, you have Wilson coming in with an API percentile of 67, um, which puts him a little bit lower in the class behind a guy like Wandale Robinson uh, out of Kentucky, who I'm looking forward to oh, talking yeah. about at some That'll point. That would be fun. <laughs> um, you know, also far ahead of his Ohio State teammates. Um, but as a result of my good feelings about him and everybody else's too, he's coming in just behind London. Um, so just one running back ahead of him, the two wide receivers, definitely a different uh, type of animal than these other wide receivers that we've talked about. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does with him. So what are we seeing right now as far as he's projected? Is he a first rounder? Is he projected to go ahead of some of the other players we mentioned? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I, I didn't need the NFL mock draft, uh, database to tell me this, but, um, it's interesting that as they look around the community, that's what they're finding. I mean, Garrett Wilson is, mm -hmm. is a lock top 15 draft pick yep. and, and probably has a, a good chance of going in the top 10, maybe even the top receiver overall. Uh, he would probably be the odds on favorite, uh, if I was going to lay a bet on that, um, this database has him at 11th overall. Um, right yep. now, which would place him, uh, you know, wide receiver one, according to what they're tracking. Um, and so, you know, he, he would actually be drafted before the other players we've talked about if this were to, to play out. So when I put in, you know, these, these, uh, this information into the road of his box score scout, you know, so we give him six foot height, 192 pound weight, uh, 
four, four, five in the 40 uh, with a draft position of 11 overall. Uh, again, this is a, this may be overall the best balanced SIM profile of the three that we've talked about. Um, the, the, the closest mm-hmm. matches at the top, maybe not quite as elite as what we saw from London, but there's more quality throughout the top 10. And, you know, that feels pretty good in terms of a, you know, a range of outcomes for a player. So Garrett Wilson, uh, actually a 100% SIM score match to Jerry Judy. That's really interesting. You don't see that 100 uh, pop very often, uh, but we're, we're seeing it pop here. We've got CeeDee Lamb, Nelson Aguilar, Percy Harvin. I'm going to go down the list because it's all pretty good stuff. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Justin Jefferson, Corey Coleman, Jeremy Macklin, Jalen Rager, and Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's a very, very solid list. All of these guys were stellar prospects. It didn't pan out for a couple of them. Corey Coleman had a pretty tumultuous time. Um, Jalen Rager mm-hmm. has looked, you know, like a total flop, unfortunately. Um, probably the the worst beat of the group here. Um, and then Nelson Aguilar, you know, he's had his moments. Um, he was at least fantasy relevant. So you know, I kind of choose to look at it as, you know, if if you get a whiff on Wilson, it's probably that Aguilar profile, but there's lots of other ways that he can win here. Um, so I, I really like this group. Um, any anything stick out to you here uh amongst these Sims? I guess just that um even the players in this group that kind of flamed out still had a number of chances in the NFL. We saw, you know, different teams kick the tires on them, try to get things going for them. You know, Aguilar, there was a season where, you know, he was kind of his team's main option in its passing game. So if these are the type of knocks that you can find on him coming out of the box score scout, you know that you're dealing with a very, very solid prospect. Um, you know, so I'm just very jazzed up on, uh, Wilson. Did, did we hit his API? I'm not sure we hit his API. I think we got all excited. Yeah, we did it. 67. 60, okay. So that, that's a, you know, Travis really likes to see 60th percentile and above. Um, that's what we're looking for yep. with a player that is probably going to be a, a wide receiver to at some point provided they're a day one or two draft pick, you know, Wilson is checking all of those boxes so we can feel pretty good about it. Uh, API again, not reaching those elite levels because, uh, Travis's model takes mostly into account, um, peak scores and, you know, London and Burks, you know, hitting those, you know, 40th percentile plus or 40% plus dominator scores as compared to, you know, where we saw Wilson land because of his, you know, teammates. Um, you know, that's, that's, I think important and material here now. And so it's interesting that you see, wait, was Judy in that group? Yes. Judy, Judy was actually Wilson's closest sim. Exactly. Yeah. And they had a similar situation. Yeah. Now, I know people might not be <laughs> too excited with what we've seen from yeah. Judy thus far, but he has shown, I mean, the guy can definitely play, um, can definitely play in the NFL as I think the rest of the guys that he was playing with have shown. So, you know, just another, another layer here. So we're going to move to the group of five and, you know, I, we kind of titled this episode, you know, a, a box score scouting, the elite power fives. And, you know, we have a tear break here and there's some other players that are really good. Um, Jamison Williams, I, I'm sure some of you are scratching your heads. Why aren't you talking about him? Um, okay, well, I think it's pretty fair to to put him a half notch below these other guys when we're talking about coming off of an ACL. Um, that ha- it has to matter, even with modern medicine, modern physical rehab. You know, you, you hope that he's going to have a full recovery. Will it affect his draft position? Many seem to think not. It'll still be a top half of the first round type player he could be the wide receiver two off the board after Garrett Wilson, actually, um, you know, but it's still, it has to matter. 
it has to matter. And, you know, he came on the scene a little bit later than these other guys as well. Uh, transfer situation couldn't couldn't cut through the situation in Ohio State was able to cut through at Alabama, interestingly, um, and, and, you know, kind of get that uh, that big that big share of the offense down there. But we want to highlight a group of five player. This is really exciting. We're going to find out how this player compares uh, to his peers uh, live. We haven't looked at this uh, sim group yet, but it's I, this guy's a swag bag of fun. Dave Sky Moore, Sky Moore from Western Michigan, man. Um, all right. Well, first of all, the name <laughs> is just a lot of yeah. fun. This might be one of my favorite names since Little Jordan Humphrey, <laughs> right? So, I mean, if this doesn't get you excited, I, I forgot don't know about what does. Little Jordan, man. Um, somewhere, somewhere. Hey, he had a bit of a resurgence this year. We got to see him, you know, get some action down there in uh, New Orleans. Some yeah, so, somewhere Russell Clay is smiling. Uh, he, he's always been a prospect uh, name lover. Um, but so so Sky Moore, you know, super, super productive uh, guy as a true freshman at Western Michigan. You know, obviously he's not playing the same type of competition as these other guys. But if you use the 20% dominator rating as your as your breakout, he broke out as a true freshman. Played all 13 games, 51 receptions, 802 yards, three receptions or three uh, touchdown receptions. Uh, continued uh, uh, to to break out even further as a sophomore. Western Michigan only played five games um, because of the situation with the pandemic. 24 receptions, 389 receiving, three touchdowns. Uh, improved to a 26 percent dominator. And then his junior season, just a whopper, man. 95 receptions, 1288 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns, and Yet another player cresting that 40% number, Dave, 43% dominator uh, for Sky Moore there. So uh, what do we have on him in the guide? He was a favorite. Th- I remember from our mock drafts, he was a favorite kind of target. We were all stealing him from each other at the end of like the third round, maybe even the middle of the third round. Where does he show up in our actual consensus rankings and what's his API look like? Right. So consensus rankings, we have him down. Um with an ADP from the group of around 32. Most everybody has him ranked, uh, or we had him going between 29 and 33. So he's coming in. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me quickly count this up on a position basis. It's probably like... Coming around the wide yeah, receiver 13, yeah. I believe it is. And um, hold on. I actually did not grab the uh, non-big uh, conference guys. All right, here we go. Sky Moore. 88.2 percentile um, API, the highest of the non-power five conference players. So that is definitely uh, an impressive score to see for him. Um, of the non-power five guys, we only have um, four going well above the 60th uh, percentile. So uh, let's find out live what his what is what the root of his box score scout says about Sky Moore. Um, you saw there that I flashed the uh, NFL mock draft database information. He's coming in at, at uh, prospect 119. Um, so, you know, that would put him in the, the late fourth round. Uh, so early day three. And this is a this is an interesting list. You know, you've got some names that you would want to see here. In particular, Stefan Diggs and Antonio Brown showing up on this list. You're not you're not going to see a lot of hits from small schools who are drafted you know, on day three, the fact that we get any returns here is super exciting. And the fact that it's Diggs and Antonio Brown is really exciting. So uh, I think this, this validates his, yes. you know, this validates his production. You know, if he hits this type of draft capital, 
Um, you know, I think we can feel pretty good about him being, you know, a favorite sleeper, you know, high upside flyer pick. This is the type of player I would be super excited to trade up to the early third round in my rookie draft and select. Uh, that that that's kind of how I would approach Sky Moore, at least at this this point, unless he somehow goes on day two, Dave. Yeah, well, even seeing guys in there like uh, Tajay Sharp, uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, maybe even to some level like Jared Abraderis, um, to me, those are actually pretty oh. encouraging signs for one of these types of players going, you know, late that people the could overlook. just hit again, man. I keep forgetting. You're supposed oh, to remind boy. me that I'm drinking this fire breather tonight, man. Every time it's knocking me back. Um, but but oh, I, I agree. Lord. I mean, it, it you have not all rookie picks are created equal and like it's, you know, we're not going to have very many hits uh, or, or, or I mean, maybe perhaps we should define hits in, in the third and fourth round of rookie drafts differently. I mean, if you ever flex that player yeah. at all in his career, that's a pretty big win for, for a third round rookie pick. If the player gets a second NFL contract, that's a huge hit uh, as a day three NFL player. And, and we do see multiple players on the list like that. E- even Ruben Randall as inefficient as he was, Mm-hmm. I mean, many people were starting him. I think it was his second or third year. Um, uh, you know, yeah. Highly usable back during the Eli uh, Eli Manning era there in, in New York. So uh, really like this list for Sky Moore. I will only be choosing to remember Stefan Diggs and Antonio Brown as a Sims from this exercise. Because uh, that's, that's how I'm going to do it. Because that's how I want to do it. But, um, I, you know, I hope everyone really enjoyed this format. We're going to do this on Tuesdays for the next couple of weeks. Kind of just get through... Um, the meat of uh, the important receivers. So we'll get into Jamison Williams, uh, Chris Olave, uh, a couple of names that come to mind uh, for our next episode, but we'll, we'll pull another power five uh, player or two. And then I want to get into um, Jalen Tolbert um, for our next group of five player, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was really torn between him and Sky Moore for tonight, uh, but we went with the swaggy name for sure. So uh, anything else to add before we sign off here? No, but there is one other player from the non-Power 5 group that uh, I was a pretty big fan of yeah. in those mock drafts we were doing. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it is, though, so that I can share my excitement yeah, when his time Yeah, you come back on our Tuesday live, live streams to figure out who that is or listen. Of course, we post this on the podcast channel on Wednesday mornings. Uh, but yeah, this this is what our Tuesday night looks like for the next month or so, Dave. Thank you for listening to the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.